Oh, I've just lost the attention because I didn't realise England were playing. Yeah, we are playing. So there'll be lots of like, ooh, in the background. <laughs> Let's just hope we don't do too yeah, well. Maybe. You can see it. I can see it. I'm like the stereotypical bloke looking over your shoulder. Mm-hmm. I'm, like, I'm like a bloke on a date in New York. <laughs> Hi everyone and welcome back to Swiped Out Club. This week we are talking about making the time to date and what happened the last time I went on a date when someone did something a little bit unexpected. Hey, 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 and welcome to episode six of the Swiped Out podcast. Uh, my name is Glenn, I'm a dating dad, and this week I'm here with a woman who's got more snap, crackle and pop than a Kellogg's factory, my first podcast host. I'm here with Swiped Out Girl. Hey, I love that intro. How very special. You are special. You've got more, it, as if they've, they've put some, uh, oh, what they call those, those uh, popping candy. Oh, I used to love them. Do you remember nerds? No, they I love pop. nerds. Nerds are great. I, I'm, I am such a nerd that I actually genuinely got the packet from nerds, split it out, and, pu- and nailed it to my bedroom wall because that's, I thought, quite that's nerdy. That is a cool packet. I enjoyed Pez as well. Do you remember the Pez dispensers? The ones where you'd you press it down and, and stuff would come out of the mouth. Yeah. Yeah, like uh, a bit like you, except you've just shit coming out. Just shit, not Pez. Yeah. <laughs> cool. Uh, well, what we, uh, should we do the admin? Let's do admin right off the top. Less indeed. Yeah, we're here on episode six of the Swamped Out podcast. Thank you so much for subscribing because I'm sure you have subscribed and you're not just this isn't just an only listen this is a first listen or a many times listeners we've got thousands of you we broke the thousand people we need a banner flying from a helicopter or something it's amazing so thank you so much for all of your listens and thank you so much for all your messages as well you've been emailing us and dropping us a lines on the socials for me it's at a dating dad pretty much anywhere you can find somewhere with social and I am Swiped Out Girl. That is on Instagram and Twitter. And you can email me, swipedoutgirl at swipedoutclub.com. And um, you have been emailing us. You have been leaving those reviews. It's been wonderful to read all the things you've been saying about us. But we need more. I think you were saying that it's it's not enough to swipe right on a photo. You want, no, you want some it. effort. I am non plus about the uh, the five-star reviews now. It doesn't mean I don't want them. I'm greedy. I want them oh, both. I, yeah, yeah. I'm not an either-or man. I want the five I'm... stars. But, like, who's this one? Like, I love Loz's one here. This is the podcast I didn't know I needed. I love that. <laughs> a definite listen to accompany the New Age swipe. Loved it. Had me cracking up throughout and can't wait for the other episodes so many truths. I was clapping. Got the squad on it. Yes, tag a bitch. Yeah, tell people. Let them know that we're around. Because if people don't know about us, then they can't be help. We can't help you if you help me help you people. Yes, Jerry Maguire. Is that Jerry Maguire? It's Jerry me Maguire. Yeah. Help you. Show me the money. Get people. Tell them what we're doing. Tell them about us and tell us that you told them. Yes, and and like I said, I want to be in your Instagram stories. I'm so thirsty to be in someone's Instagram story. I want to see screenshots of you listening to it. I want to see you out and about doing selfies, listening to us. Tag a bitch. Tell the group chat. I want everyone to know about us because, like, I want. After seeing all those shows in New York, it, it ruined it for me because the whole time I was like sitting there trying to enjoy the show, and I was like, we would have done that better. <laughs> we would have done that at that point I know what Glenn would have said at that point and I, I would a, have done this I would have had that prop and I am a killer at PowerPoint oh my god I'd love to do a PowerPoint presentation can I just say Glenn just bust out the matchmakers and it's not even Christmas unlike can I just say your neighbours what's the date today it's like the middle of November the neighbours at the end of your road oh you have no idea they've only just started putting they've their, gone fully their Christmas out. stuff no 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 that is I'm, and I'm not exaggerating about this that's about semi-Christmas 15% of the lights that they put out they Jesus. they have a light up ceremony where the entire area comes around and watches them put the lights out and last year they went proper um, uh, what's it Griswold Family Christmas where they they, they tried to turn the lights on and they didn't work and it took them about an hour to work out I thought you were going to say like you, they blew the entire like oh, almost road. it is incredible because we are getting close to Christmas Christmas. Well, we it's the twenty fourth getting... of November right now, and there's like there were snowmen on the front lawn. There was lots of lights, Father Christmases. Mm-hmm. There was a lot going on. I'm worried about when I come round in a couple the of weeks week. to record again, and I'm yeah. going to need like Ray Bans or yeah, the you, you won't need a sat nav. Just look for the beam of light in the sky. <laughs> so we're also entering Christmas party season. We're oh, definitely going to have to talk about that at some point. It's always HR. They're always the worst on the dance floor. My old HR manager was on the dance floor on her ass with her skirt over her head at my last <laughs> work do. Watch out for HR. Pro tip. 
always the worst. I think it's because they can't write themselves up, right? It's a fair point, actually. Yeah, who's going to watch The Watchmen? Yeah. Sorry, that was a massive tangent. Glenn busted out the matchmakers, which I was like, very on brand, Glenn. And yeah. it's not even Christmas. Ma- what else are you going to eat on a dating podcast, right? I've got matchmakers. sort of caramel ones as well. No, I'm, I'm, I'm old school. Mint. Mint is the flavour of matchmakers. I don't even dabble in the orange. Mint. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, right. Admin done. A few little catch-up pieces before we delve into today's topic of having the time to date. Yes, what have you been up to? So, when I was in New York, I will stop talking about this around about March when I go again. <laughs> um, I swerved into Barnes & Noble because I'm a bit obsessed with like JFK and Jackie Kennedy. For the listeners who have never been to New York, Barnes & Noble is basically like a Waterstones. I thought you were going to say for people that had never heard who JFK was. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking millennials. <laughs> um, shout out to Sharon who, as well, who always, always uh, listens in Dallas. I, yes, I will come and visit you soon. I know, I need to fit it in. Can I just share my JFK facts? Because I told you this earlier. I thought you were going to say your JFK story. I was no. like, you met him? <laughs> yeah, yeah, me and we're homeboys. Um, no, no. Um, JFK, obviously J- John F. Kennedy, um, had children, one of whom is Caroline, and I I heard this on the absolutely incredible No Such Thing as a Fish. If you haven't listened to No Such Thing as a Fish podcast, you are missing out. It's it's my second favourite podcast after our own. Nice and down. they said JFK had a daughter called Caroline, and Caroline is the reason that we have the song Sweet Caroline. Uh, so every time you're at the boxing, that? you're basically talking about John F. Kennedy's daughter. Oh, oh, mm, Yeah. Mm, and the darts. Terms I never the darts, feel they? so good. So good. Shout so out to Matchroom Events. So good. Best in the world. Darts. Ali Pally, if, if ladies, well, is this, is this a suggestion? If you want to find a lot of men rounded up, they very will be drunk. dressed very as Oompa Lompas. But Alexandra Palace at Christmas. Road trip. I'm talking road trip here. I go Let's every year. I go <laughs> every year. Yeah. Long, I went on tour with them once to Singapore and was like in a car park with Michael Van Gogh and doing yoga. It's a long story. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, just drop that one in there. I'll, I'll pop it on the Insta, okay? Google. I'll show you me in MVG doing yoga. Just in case you don't know, he looks a bit like George Dawes from <laughs> Shooting Stars. <laughs> he does. Doing he really does. yoga. <laughs> like, unbelievable. So, I'm in Barnes & Noble. Got a little bit waylaid because, you know, when suddenly you realise that something's not quite right, there was lots of people outside. And, yeah, I'm going to say it, they kind of look like paid extras. That will become clear soon. Yeah. But we thought there was a queue. We, we weren't going to go in because we were like, oh, is it, can we, is it, is it open? Can we go in? And Kirsten was like, I think there's a queue. And I went, no, the, but there's no one at the door. There's no like velvet rope. Like what's going on? But they looked like they were standing there waiting for someone. Turns out Donald Trump Jr. was doing a book signing there oh, at six o'clock. One of his daddy, please love me books. So we go in and he's not there yet, but like secret service. Oh, ma- I... There is nothing sexier for me than Secret Service. Like, I was... Not even if they're patting you down, just the, they the could, mere thought of them. They could be the ugliest men ever. A bit like how firemen, like, was it Miranda says in Sex and the City, even though aren't hot, they're still hot. Secret Service. Like, I'm a big really 24 not, fan. No one ever says that about salesmen. I'm a bit disappointed. <laughs> yeah, we're not, we're, not descri- carrying. we're not described as sexy. You need to be packing. <laughs> but, oh, honestly, like, it's, it's like the guns, and they were, they were like, gunned up. They're mm-hmm. like the dogs, and they're obviously, like, doing the sweep, just in case anyone tried to kill him. And, like, it, it's obviously been too long. I was having no joy with the Tinders, but every time I walked past one of the displays of his books, I was like, quite hot <laughs> this is how long i've got without i know i have a should but wouldn't crush on donald trump jr i was like oh i'm gonna just hang out here until six it's just power please tell me he's not a sexy man he, he was a stereotypical bloke that i go for what my friends call a flat white just a very like average looking like dark hair beard side part okay, very now, like first of all i have to say there's nothing wrong with that he says hey, sitting there as a white man with a beard and a side part lo- love a flat white so, I, anyway, God, tangent. I was in there to buy, like, to feed my hunger for JFK and Jackie Kennedy books. Very tempted to get The Curse of the Kennedys, because obviously, mm-hmm. as you know, all the Kennedys, like, not just die, but die in the most horrific circumstances. You've got like, to go, you've got to go. Shot in the head, plane crashes, like, yeah, it's fairly out there. But I settled on, because just because it's very apt for me, what Jackie taught us. <laughs> okay, and what did Jackie teach Jackie? Well, apparently, so who wrote this? Suzanne Lucci. So, this I, I went straight to the chapter called Men and Marriage, obviously. Because you can just like dip in and out of different chapters depending okay. on what you want to learn from Love Jackie Kennedy. Jackie. So, 
someone tweeted me the other day and said that they wanted us to talk about flirting and said, how do you flirt? I'm useless at it. What do I do? Who better to ask than Jackie Kennedy? Who married, like, not just JFK, one of the most, like, handsome and charismatic, like, best-looking president America's ever had, undoubtedly. If Ryan Reynolds went into politics, he would be JFK. Oh, like, he's the dream, like... But, like, that fuckboy dream, like, such a shagger, like, Marilyn Monroe, like, yeah, so my type. Then after he died, she then goes and marries, like, the richest man in the world, Aristotle Onassis, Mm -hmm. who would have been, like, a multi-billionaire in today's money. Just, like, owned, like, airlines and islands and basically half of Greece. Yeah, weirdly, Gates and Bezos don't have quite the same appeal. No, right? I mean, Aristotle was like 20 years older than her and about five foot, but Yeah, age gaps. age gaps don't matter. Age gap, schmage gap Not when, when there's money half of Greece, right? <laughs> So this was the chapter on men and marriage and talking of flirting. Like, I think if only Jackie Kennedy had died before me, I'm pretty sure I would have been the reincarnation. But sadly, <laughs> 1981, she was still alive. So I can, I can but dream. Um, so this is talking about, so Jackie's dad was also called Jack. Hang on, then she married John, who was also known as Jack. Uh, there's some sort and of And I'm called Jackie, it's very... There are daddy issues involved here. So, but, so he was known as Black Jack. So it says, Black Jack taught his daughters other valuable lessons that would serve them well in the years to come. Just as an actress learns how to make a proper entrance on stage, Jack schooled Jackie and Lee on the fine art of entering a room. To be noticed in a crowd, he advised, walk to the centre of the room. I just want you to picture yourself doing this, right? In a ball gown. Walk to the centre of a room, <laughs> put on a dazzling smile on your face. Wait, you walk you walk there and you've got a frown and you get to the middle and then you light up? I think the smile is as you enter. Okay. So from stage left, dazzling, dazzling, smile, smile right? Put your smile on. To be noticed in a crowd, he advised, walk to the centre of a room, put a dazzling smile on your face and keep your chin up. Don't let your... This is the best bit and I do this to a T, right? Don't let your eyes dart around the room. Never act as if you're looking for someone. They should be looking for you. Damn right. Yes. Be choosy about with whom you speak. Don't be overly friendly and appear too eager. That scares men off. Oh, we are easily frightened. You know, we're like deers in headlights. But, but just the thought of just walking into the middle of a room and then just standing there, <laughs> but not looking at anyone, <laughs> just rotating around like the fairy Come in a jewelry box. Come to me, box. my people. And then I loved this bit as well. Now, this I do want to talk about because I had a bit of an issue with this. So this talks about how allegedly the fable has it that she invented the saying that the first time you marry for love, the second time for money, the third for companionship. And she literally did that to a T. So when they're talking about JFK and Aristotle, it says both men thought Jackie had that certain something that they couldn't do without. As the French say, I don't know what. Exactly, right? You might almost say, je ne sais quoi, (laughs) that they couldn't do without. Beauty, charm, charisma, style, any or all of the above. As Igor Cassini, the society columnist, described her, but many other women also had these attributes, but something gave Jackie an edge. And I was sitting there thinking this the other day, and I think I said this to my friend out on holiday, and I said, back then, if you ticked all the boxes as a woman, you were a catch. Like, literally two of the most eligible men in the world were fighting over her. Oh, don't get me wrong. If you and now These days, you're still a catch. See, see, as a woman, I disagree. I think if you've got your shit together even more, men don't want to deal with that. Oh, no, yeah, no, but I think you're still a catch, but you now know your worth. And you don't have to kind of marry someone because that's what society says you've got to marry. Mm. So men aren't able to step up as much. That's what I think. I, yeah, I just think, like anything, if you've ever read the, the book called The Tipping Point, about like everything goes that, up and down. Is that the one where like... you put um, like coins into a, a machine and it... it no, that's the, that's the TV show. <laughs> yeah, my bad. It's, it's a different thing. But The Tipping Point is like, like the housing market. Everything goes up. Then it goes down. Then it starts again. So everything's like sort of cyclical. Yeah. And I think like in terms of power as a woman, if we're on the up because we've been like repressed by society for so long, someone else, i.e. the other gender, has got to be on the down. See, no, see, this is one of my my uh, frustrations is, is everyone sees dating as a zero-sum game. 
and relationships are zero sum in terms of if one's doing well, the other one can't do well in terms of there has to be balance. But I'm just talking, I'm not talking about the microcosm of one relationship. I just mean as like general society as a whole. And I think where women have like, what is it Samantha says on Sex and the City, ever since women came out of the cave and had a look around and went, oh, this isn't so bad, men have been becoming obsolete. We're like, this is actually, this isn't so bad. I can no, go this, do this, this by myself. Yeah, but this goes, this goes back to something you said in one of the, the one of our early episodes, um, where you're at a level when you want that man, you're not, you're not cutting off his balls, you're not emasculating him. You're saying, I'm the, I'm so strong. There have been so many strong. that I've wanted to cut their balls off. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm saying I'm, this with a matchmaker in mouth, like some sort of Bond villain, like, <laughs> cut off but his balls. You were saying you are so, you, you come across as so strong because you need a man who is at least as strong. Now, that doesn't mean because you're strong, the man has to be weak. It means that you need someone on par with you. And in the past, women weren't encouraged to be strong because the man was supposed to be strong. But I think that's almost, I was thinking this the other day, it's almost where the Me Too movement came from as well. Because men have been ogling women since time began. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And, and probably we didn't, ever will it be thus. Yeah, but we, we didn't say anything back then because... It was almost like the women of like the forties and the fifties. It was seen as a good thing because that's all we aspired to get a husband. So if someone wolf whistled at you. It was like, well, that's all you're there to achieve. You've achieved it. Well done. Well done for getting his admiration and his heckle. Whereas now it's like, don't fucking whistle me because you're not the be all and end all. I say you, you, Glenn, as yeah, all, yeah, all yeah. men. I, I wolf whistle you are all, all of mankind. You know, I don't even know how to do the whistle where you put your fingers in your mouth and you go. I can only whistle at my horse and you know you're not allowed to talk about horses on this podcast. You can talk about them, but there's a reason that I swipe left on But do, do you see what I mean? It's like back then, if someone like heckled you or whistled at you. Yeah, because, it was, because it was all about gaining, all yeah, gaining the man's approval. A man had the power in that situation. And if he was deigning to give you his attention by through, through means of a wolf, whistle you had got his attention whereas these days it is more equal because yes he wants to get your attention but you want to get his it, it is a yeah. slightly different di- dynamic between the two but it's almost like back then all you were born to do was become a wife so if someone was leering at you that's you know, brilliant because job done yeah. because that that's all i'm put on this earth to do get married have kids but, whereas now it's like we've got so much more that we want to achieve that you think that your heckle your fucking wolf whistle is making my day like but also you're you're as women you're uh, evolving and changing and, and evolving so societally society is evolving. opposable thumbs <laughs> yeah you, you, <laughs> <For> swiping <laughs> that's what it is um but society is evolving to a point where you're absolutely capable and able to to take these jobs and do these have these positions and so on um i feel like this is coming out all wrong even though it shouldn't be men are also having to evolve as well we're having to evolve into a world where we're not expected to be the person who wolf whistles who's not expected to be the hunter gatherer we're meant to be actually modern men and we don't know what we're doing this is sort of what, what I mean about like, the tipping point. Like, where women are on the up, we're like, oh, we can vote now. Oh, we can, you know, get our own credit cards without our husbands signing a form for us. Like, we're on the uppers. And I think it's going to take, like, maybe, like, another generation or two for things to even back out again, for men to be like, oh, okay, oh, so you've got equal rights now, and I'm cool with that. But the difference is men shouldn't be relinquishing rights Women should be gaining equal rights. I don't think men should be getting less. Women should be getting more. But that's the, so that's the thing. Like it's called equality. Mm-hmm. Like when when men say, "Oh, women want more rights." I don't know. No, no, not, no. not <laughs> more rights than you. Like the 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 the, the point of the word equality it's, it's is the same. equal. I, I love it. I, I taught my my uh, my youngest son. He's six years old. And uh, recently, I, I was having discussions with him about about jobs and life, and uh, with all my kids, my daughters. I was talking to them, and he was listening. Um, and I was saying, yeah, because in so many respects, a man can do a job, and a woman can do exactly the same job, and the man will get more money for doing that job than the woman. And the look on his face, because he couldn't, he couldn't work it out. He couldn't get his head around the fact that it's the same job, and women. And now he keeps coming up to me saying, "Dad, do you know women? They get paid less for doing the same things." Future feminist right there. And I love it that I can, that a six year old can grasp how ridiculous this entire situation is, yet most of society can't. How simple does it have to be that, that people wake up to the fact that feminism isn't, isn't women going above men, it's equality. Oh, my, my friend had this job once and she was the only woman in her team and 
the head of department said to her, you won't get rich working here. And she was like, well, no, I won't. But I know what my colleagues, my male colleagues get. And he's on 10 grand more than me. So he'll get rich working here. But no, you're right. I will not. So we've gone off on tangent. Call yeah, again, and I, also I, I can't talk about feminism because I'm a man and I've, I'm, I'm not only a man, I'm a straight, white, middle-class, middle-aged man. Well, see, that's where you're wrong because my friend commented on our podcast the other day and they said that they loved how much of a feminist you were. <laughs> okay. So, shows what you know. Bollocks. So that's Jackie Kennedy dealt with. I'm, I'm still reading the book. Any other sort of nuggets that I get, I will um, feedback. Jackie um, on Jackie. Jackie. And that is, that is... that is. Yeah. Can I get a little... <laughs> yeah, Jackie on Jackie. I'm sure we can do something. Cut that, clip it. I want that every week. Um, speaking of t- tales of Jackie, I don't know where this came from, but I I ran a poll on Twitter that, like a few weeks ago talking about what story did you want to hear about? Was it my um, toilet running with Kim Kardashian in Miami or the David Blaine awkward date in Paris? And bizarrely, we both thought it was bizarrely, David Blaine won. And I'm wondering if it's how I'd labelled the tweet. Maybe thought people thought I was on the date with David Blaine. Uh-huh. I wasn't. Like it's just... Yeah, David Blaine's not quite as famous as Kimmy. No, but maybe I'll save the Kim K one for, for next week. So, set the scene. I'm in Paris. It's New Year's Day with my friend. Girls trip, because both of us were single. And no. we were in... Right, shock. Something's <laughs> never changed. Um, so we were in the Four Seasons Hotel, the Hotel Georges V, if you will. In Your French accent, is it's got a hint of Northern Paris. Considering Paris. I'm, I'm, North, I'm I mean, like, like Jacqueline, Essex. I should be better at French. Um, You're not Jacqueline. Jacqueline, oui, c'est moi. Um, we was in the restaurant La Cinq, in this Four Seasons, very swish. They they bought out a chair for my handbag. <laughs> <laughs> They don't do that at Wimpy. Which I immediately like blew my cover by taking a picture of it for the, for the gram. I was like, oh my god, my handbag's got a chair. So yeah, they bought a sort of like gold. I leaf even make my kids stand. So that was a posh place. So yeah, it was super posh. And my friend's sitting opposite me, and I can see her like cocking her head to the couple next to me, going like, look, look, look who it is. So she was sat opposite him, so she can see him like front and center. And I'm like, I, I can't look because it's going to be obvious like you're okay you're sat opposite him you can see him i can't look and I, from from my peripheral vision i'm like all i can see is a guy with curly like dark hair and i'm like i don't know who it is she was like yes you do I'm like, text me so she's had to text me it's david blaine I was like, I, I would, I would not. And you had that. your phone in your hand. It wasn't your handbag on on the uh, on no, the on the stool. No, phone on the table always. So no, um, no, 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 definitely not. Phone should never be on a on a dinner table. I've got a big problem with this. You should never have your phone on a dinner table at a meal. Uh, yes, you can even take in pictures. Of it. Even in Lusanne. Oh mate, oh, was I? I had to. I was like, look, text me. I don't know who it is. So she texts me. So it became very clear. The girl was American as well, but they were acting like they'd never met. And so now David I'm, Blaine was on a, on with someone who was American. Bearing in mind we're down there having breakfast. I, I hope we all know what's happened here. That sets a tone on the story, right? So me and my friend are barely talking uh-huh. because all we're doing is earwigging. <laughs> and I'm texting her back going, this is, a, is this either a first date, in which case has he flown her to Paris? With him. I mean, that's a baller move. Right. I would totally do that if I was rich. Or have they both met in Paris and as Americans they've hooked up whatever this is the morning after? Or is she a prostitute? Because I cannot work out what's going on here. Maybe she's an ice You quite clearly don't know each other. It was very like, so do you come to Paris often? Like, it it was (laughs) excruciating chat. So then... The best part of the story, which really makes it, as she she gets up to go to the toilet, and I just see my friend go, <gasps> I was like, what? And she went, she's still got the label hanging out of her dress. <laughs> she went, I think they've hooked up, and then she's had to go out and buy something. Oh, no, we've all... I've been there. For the morning after, right? I, I've totally been. I was I was at work, and a, a new job, and uh, went into work one day, and then went out on a date, and then realised the next day... Can't have to walk a shame clothes on. So I had to go out and buy myself a new jumper and a new pair of trousers on well, the way to the, the office. The best bit was, 
she'd obviously kept the label in because she's planning on returning it, right? <laughs> See, now that's the difference between a man and a woman. I'm never going to do that, that However, return thing. It, it gets better. My, my mate went to me, wouldn't you like keep the dress? She went, it's from Zara. It said 19 euros 99. Yeah. Like, keep the dress. Keep the fucking dress. Do yeah. you know what I mean? It gets better. As she comes back, I see my friend's eyes pop out of her head again. Was it Kim Kardashian? And, <laughs> and I was like, what has happened? And she was like, I need to text you. So she's texting me saying, she's obviously realised the label is still in the dress. Yeah. But wants to return it. So so the label's on the outside of the dress, right? Okay. Hanging outside. But she obviously wants to return the dress. Yeah. So she can't cut the label out. So she decided to come back in. Wearing the dress inside out. <laughs> so the label is now on the inside of her. Oh, that's brilliant. And we were like, if she is a prostitute, he's not paying very well. Because <laughs> keep the damn dress. It was all very bizarre. So then I think I tweeted afterwards that I'd been sat next to David Bain. Oh my God, can't believe it. He followed me back. Didn't slide into the DMs though. Yet. Yet. Yet is the most powerful word in the English language. I might tweet him again it's after this. gonna happen. I'll save the Kim K tale for next week. Yeah, I, I, I'm definitely interested in hearing that. So yeah, this week for me, um, yeah, I'm, I, I feel like I don't know if I should be sad. I'm a gentleman, so I don't say too much. I'm not going to give too many details away, but I did. I did go on a date. For the sake of the pod, you're going to need to spill. Yeah, well, I actually went to a place called uh, the Oriole. It's in Smithfield's Market. Now, I had never heard of this place. I love a uh, date venue, which. Is a little bit unusual, a little bit different, a little bit underground. And I'd never heard of this place. So when when they suggested, let's go here, I thought, okay. Got off at Farringdon, walked around Smithfields three times and couldn't find the entrance because it looks... And I'm going to show a picture of Jackie. I know this is, is crappy, but it looks basically like the entrance to a conference centre. Yes. And next to it, there's nothing next to it. There's no... There's no uh, neon signs, there's no banners, there's no nothing. It's just a doorway. And you go down these stairs. Um, so this is in Smithfields Market in East London, or Central London, kind of. And you go down these stairs, and it is, without doubt, one of the coolest places I have ever, ever been. There's, It's a cocktail bar, essentially, but also does food. And not only that, they've got live music. The sort of live music you'd expect to hear in a kind of a Paris jazz cafe. I was gonna, uh, do you know what? I knew you were going to say jazz. It was so... But not quite jazz. It was more bluesy, swingsy, sort of... There was a, a double bass, a violin, a uh, guitar, and a drummer. And they just played these classic... Isn't you fancy, huh? Oh, more than you know, girlfriend. Do you have a three-piece on? I didn't that day. I have been wearing my three-piece recently. I do love a three-piece. And your fob watch. What's wrong? Everyone loves a fob watch. Love a fob watch. Especially one that flips open. And yeah. It's great. Um, but I was there. Yeah, we just sat and drank uh, about 160 quid's worth of cocktails. It's not the cheapest of places, but it is worth every single penny. It's one of the coolest places I've been to. Was this the first date? Uh, yeah, it was the first time. Yeah, first time I'd seen it. Uh, no, second. Second. But it was, it, was, it was so much fun. If you get the chance to go and you want somewhere a little bit unusual, go to Oriole in Oriole, O-R-I-O-L-E, in Smithfields. I can't and recommend it enough. was it good enough to get her a third date? Oh. Time oh, remains. Oh, God, the temperature in the room just dropped about 10 degrees. Time remains. We'll see what happens. We'll see how life goes. Oh, she's not going to get the hat trick. Oh, who knows? Yeah, she, it was good. It was, it was really... One thing that was, was really cool was actually dating someone who knew something about Formula One. Oh. And I, this sounds weird, but I very rarely meet, and this is, I, it doesn't mean, I don't mean to sound sexist. Oh, he's just undone all his hard work. I just called him a feminist, and now I look like a fool, a damn fool. I very rarely meet women who are into Formula One. Because it's a terrible, boring sport. Fuck you. <laughs> Fuck you in the ear. Formula oh One God. is amazing. I feel amazing. like Formula One fucks me in the ear with that noise. No, I'm so I, I'm I'm so into Formula One. My youngest son is named oh. Jensen. Oh, I love this sport because it, it's not just about the drivers; it's about everything about it. It's so exotic. You're going around the world seeing races. It's as long as you don't. If all you're worried about is who's winning, then you don't care about Formula One. You care about winning, and you might as well be a Man United fan or a Woolwich fan or something. But actually, if you care about the love of the sport, then actually you should. Follow it because it's brilliant. And finding a woman yeah, who actually loves Formula One, there. it parking it. Um, finding a woman who loves Formula One is brilliant. You should definitely do it. But it's still not got her a third date. We'll see. 
We'll see. Well, we'll report back next week. Space. We'll stick a post-it on that. We'll call her F1 Girl. But I, and the other thing, I, I was uh, wondering about whether she'd be interested in coming along to a weekend with me, but not a weekend in terms of a holiday. Oh, go a on. A weekend in terms of a staycation. Hit me. Well, a staycation is obviously something where you're going away in the country you live in. And so in this country, we're going away to England. And I'm going to be part of a staycation with my friend Charlie and Love Lessons. Tell me all about it. Have you heard about My Friend Charlie? Yes, only through you though, but I've been following them on Twitter. Yeah, My Friend Charlie are a brilliant, brilliant company who put together things which aren't necessary. They're events for single people without being matchmaking dating events and mm. I say that as you put another matchmaker in your mouth I know I was just thinking that all my friends in Essex have definitely got a friend called Charlie it's brilliant though because you're basically put in a room with people and it's not just speed dating or shit like that mm. which is fine I like, I've, I've done that and it's good fun this is always doing something so with my friend Charlie I've done paddle boarding along Regent's Canal oh I love that uh, wine and cheese tasting they also do axe throwing I love um, wine and I love cheese. You should definitely go to a wine and cheese night for my friend Charlie. They've done masked balls for Halloween and all the... the I love balls! <laughs> <laughs> Guess That's the, the outtake! There's yes! the title of the episode. <laughs> but it, it's, it's loads of, of different random cool things to do where you're in a room with single people and it's not there to put pressure on you to meet people yes they want that to happen but it's about being around single people and having fun it's about meeting professional people who are in the same world as you and the same interests as you and the same challenges and, and so on it's being in a room with friends that you've not yet met because I've never met someone there that I didn't think you know what this is quite cool and in December is it December? End of November? They're running their their weekend away, their Ooh. Christmas staycation. And is there Christmas themed things? Are you going to make mince pies together? Well, I don't know because in the summer we did archery and shooting and yoga and uh, wild falcon flying Ooh. and running and tons of different stuff, all interspersed with drinking and a load of coaching sessions. The thought of you throwing an axe whilst drunk, quite frankly, petrifies me. Yeah, I'm pretty sure those are separate events. (laughs) Well, I say that because you never know what the weekend's going to bring. But I'm going to be there because I'm actually going to be doing a, a bit of a coaching session on communication and confidence because a lot of people... They're not, they don't feel confident and it's about the fake it to make it type of mentality. Then the men of the world need this because if they need to get better so that they can step up to my level of like excellent communication. There is nothing more attractive than a confident person. Oh, well, not if you're a man with none, in which case I'm but, very but scary would. to them. Oh, exactly. For you, it's attractive though. If you're, yes, if you're, if you're a confident woman, game. you need a confident man. So that's what I'm all about. So if you've not booked up yet, then do book onto it and, and get on. Yes, it's a few quid, but it's and Where is it? So where can worth. people this is, find it? This is in Buckinghamshire. If you go to, uh, I think if you just Google my friend Charlie uh, Staycation or Love Lessons Staycation, the Fab, Fab Sarah Ryan is also kind of going to be, she's part of the organising group, but get onto it. Find out more, and uh, if you haven't booked your place onto this one, then make sure you book your place onto the next one as well. Fab, do it, guys. Get Googling. So, Glenn has got our electronic mail communication today, and this has brought us the title of today's episode, or our topic, rather, of Time to Date. And I'll be reading out that email just after this short break. If you're listening to this, there's a decent chance that either you're single or know someone who is. If that's true, then tell them to take a look at the single staycation winter weekender from my friend Charlie and Love Lessons. Taking place on the weekend of the 29th of November 2019 at the beautiful Chichley Hall Country Manor House, it will connect like-minded single people in a no-pressure way and help them get support in the crazy world of 21st century dating. As well as plenty of fun activities to take part in, You'll also have access to a range of dating experts and coaches. You'll even get to meet me in person, as I'll be there running a session on confidence and communication. Places are extremely limited, with only a few tickets still available. So head to lessonsinlove.co.uk slash events to book your place now. So, welcome back, and this week we're talking about time to date. And I had a fantastic DM slide. I love a slide. Love them. Basically, consider me fully lubed. I am ready to Ew. be slid into. 
<laughs> and this time was around the subject time to date. And the question was, do you think people who have busy, packed diaries should either disable their dating apps or come off them and not waste people's time? Uh, this writer goes on to say, I went on a date last Sunday, and this was a few weeks ago, in the 20th of October, and she isn't free for a second date until 14th of November. That's like Hang on, I want, I want to do the away. maths. Hang on, so let me scroll back. So 20th of October, yeah? 20th of October. Right, when so she that was, was a Sunday, okay? That's, that, yeah, that's when they went on a date. And then when was she next free? It wasn't free until 14th of November. One, two, three. That's three weeks and four days. I'm sorry, but I'm calling bullshit. Well, she, they said, he said they got on so well, and they chatted on the phone every day since the date, but is she, he thinks she is worth the date, but would she have even have met me if we had to wait 25 days to meet again do you guys think with experience she is dating other people and just yes. keeping me on hold for all that time he's been hobbed right first of all, 25 days right he's done the maths like okay he, he i love how he asked about our experience like like, oh, I've, I've, like we know shit. I've 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 been let. I've, it's been a long time since uh, since somebody wanted to date me more than like two times in a row in a few days. Right. So this happened to me early this year. So I had a succession of fairly horrific first dates. No one made it to the second round. So I've gone on a date with this guy who was raised in a castle in Scotland. As you do. Right. Sets his stall out early, and I'm like, "Cool, I'm down. I'm down to live in the castle." Can I just say, did, did you check that claim? Yeah, uh, well, because you can make all sorts of bullshit claims. No, how weird is this? I told my friend, and when she saw a picture of it, she went, "I've stayed there. I think I went to boarding school with his stepsister." Oh, bullshit. she had stayed in the castle, my future home. She stayed there. <laughs> she was like, "Yeah, I know." She was like, "Oh my god, that's so." So anyway, right? So we go on this date. He turns up wearing what he called his Jean Valjean coat. Like I don't know what that means. Think Lemmy's like the long Lemmy's, like, that's, that, that's that musical, isn't it? Coat that French musical. Thing. I'll Google it for you. It's like so, tails. Yeah, almost like tails. Okay. And then like you know how picture a toy soldier yeah. and they have like a red top and then like the gold zip brocade, like yeah. buttons across like that. Yeah. Like that. That. Okay, yeah, yeah, that's, that's that's kind of old school. Right. So he turns up, take him to um, my favourite restaurant, and he starts talking about his expectations, like, quite quickly, bearing in mind I've known you for a sum total of 45 minutes. Okay. And he said that, and this was his exact words, he expected, expected to see me... At least four times a week. Four times a week? Four times a week. No, and I, I don't even know if I saw my ex-wife four times a week. Nothing sexier than a man telling you that on a first date, yeah. right? And at the time I was working like weird shifts and lots of nights and I had a, a Saturday job as well. And I said like, it's, I, I don't have that, that amount of time free. Like it's, I just, I'm working four nights a week, so that's out. I live in East London, you live in Notting Hill, obviously. Um, like, it's not even like, oh, you're local, I'll just pop around after work. You, you live an hour away, I finish work at 10. Like, that's that's not a, a, a going to be a good quality day, is it? There's only one thing that I'd be going around there for at that time of night, and of course you want that four times a week, but, you know, that's not exactly how you're coming across. You four sound times like you a week, I was married for days. That would be like once a month. So, yeah, four times a week. That's, right? Yeah, that's so going to chafe. He went, oh, um, well, you know, that's what I'm expecting, and I feel like you've been a bit dishonest on your um, dating profile. You should sort of specify that you're that busy and you don't have that amount of time because I, I kind of feel like you've duped me. So he was he was angry at you because you couldn't meet his demands to see him as often as he wanted. Correct. And I should have been, like like what you said about guys get a lot of grief if they don't say from sort of off the bat that they've got kids. I had to, like, tell complete strangers that might swipe on my profile on Tinder how many hours a week I work, what days I work. But you've got a life. I ha well, I have, like, a mortgage to pay. Like, I need a job. You've like, got a job. You've got friends. You've got interesting things to do. What on earth made him think that you would just literally, from the moment you met him, drop 
everything in your life in order to, to pick him up. And and I, I say it again, I've known you for 45 minutes right mm-hmm. now. Like, if I think you're worth four dates, like a week, you have to give it a bit longer than 45 minutes, pal. Like, Although, my that, starter hasn't even arrived yet. That, that being said, you did date someone every pa- single... Don't, don't say it, park it, because I'm going to come back to Oh, okay. okay. Right? Don't steal my punchline. So, <laughs> and I said to him, like... That's not going to be possible. Like, plus, like he he had two kids who I could tell that, unlike what we said last week, it it kind of felt like he was very keen for me to meet the kids straight away. And I was like, dude, like he, the waiter hasn't poured out wine yet. Like, what the fuck? Yeah, I need to be a lot more drunk before I meet your kids. Right. So then, I I can see him like he's he's pushing my buttons and he keeps going on and on and on about this. And at one point, I snapped and I said to him, look. I have a job that not, like, to quote a devil wears Prada, a million girls are killed for this job, right? I said, I have a job that only 15 people in the world do. I was the first woman to do it. Everyone wants my job. I've got knives out for me every second of the day. Um, Don't get me wrong. I want your job. You do want my job. And I will kill you for it. I, I, you can have It's yours. <laughs> Fine. I'll take the pod. So... I said to him, you have no idea how hard I have worked to get where I was. I've been bullied. I have been, like, beaten down. I've been assaulted. I'm like, the shit that I've gone through to get where I am. And I'm finally at the top of my game. Like, one of only now three women that, that do it in the world. I said, and you asking me to drop everything because you want to see me four times a week. I was like, you have absolutely no idea of my backstory, what I've been through. I worked really fucking hard to get where I am. And then I stop and I look at him and I went, are you crying? And he wipes the tear away and he goes, I have got a heart, you know. And I was like, <laughs> check, please. Come on. I, I, I should also say the best part of this date was when he went outside to smoke and I was like, oh, he smokes. Oh, should have put that on your profile, okay, pal. Well, that, 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 as, as a quick aside, deal breaker? Massive red deal flag, breaker. Red flag or deal, deal breaker? Deal breaker. Deal breaker. Who the fuck smokes anymore anyway? Like, I didn't I, even know that was still a thing. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I it was a shock to me that the, uh, the smoking ban only came in in 2007. Because for me, I don't ever want to date someone who smokes. And so to be the thought of being with someone who smokes and has to go outside for a cigarette. Oh, I had to accompany him, right? So we've gone outside, and then mid-puff, he leans in for a cheeky kiss. Uh, a cheeky ashtray kiss. Like, so many things wrong about this. Right, A, presumptuous. Mm-hmm. B, smoky breath. So he leans in for the kiss, and I've just, like, shown him the cheek. And then, just to be doubly cringe, he goes, I just tried to kiss you. <laughs> <laughs> and I went, yeah, caught that. Yeah. So he's a crying, smoking mess of a kisser <laughs> who who has no concept of, of boundaries. So, in terms of time to date, I did not have the time to date him. However, I then called oh, my friend who had stayed in his castle, and then it was her who set me up with Mister Fourteen Dates Peter Pan, and was like, "You've had." She was like, "You've had so many bad dates. You must go out with my friend." You'll, you know, you'll have fun with him, blah, blah, blah. And so I went from saying to someone like, absolutely not, I've not got time. The difference was he lived five minutes from where I worked at the time. So I could quickly get to his at like nine, half nine, get last drinks at the bar. So when, so the, the, my, basically my ending is when it's the right person and geography and everything suits, you will have the time to date. I was going to say, this is a big thing for me is it's not about having the time to date because we all have the time to do so many things. We've got this, I, 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 in my head, I've got the same amount of time in my life that I, Albert Einstein had, that all these people had. And it's what you choose to do with it that makes a difference. He never had a podcast. Well, he, exactly. Right. What sort of a loser doesn't have a podcast? But all these people, they've got loads of time. It's what you do with it. It's about what you choose. Yeah, except what, what you choose to make happen. And if you choose to spend time dating that person, to see them. That's because you're choosing to do that. If actually you think, you know what, I, I would literally rather sit in my pyjamas and watch Strictly Come Dancing, then that's fine, but they're not your guy. Yeah. Jared Freed says it. Do I like you enough to get off the couch? Mm-hmm. 
and I didn't like this bloke enough to leave my job at half past nine to get to Notting Hill at half past ten. Like, that's that's not a good date night. And at the time, I was working four nights a week with Peter Pan. It was like, I'll be there at 9.35. But Uber ass- straight round to him. 14 I'm, nights in a row. I'm assuming both of you, though, were kind of single free with no commitments. The, the crying man, he had two kids. But, yeah, obviously single. Well, <laughs> I've, I've got four kids. And yeah. I haven't got the time to do that. I don't know. I, I just, it, it felt more like an interview than a date. It was like, this is what I expect. These these are my expectations of you. Well, the thing. And the if first you can't time, meet it, you don't make it onto the next round. The first oh, well, time you date someone, you're not dating that person. You're dating their representative. You're yep. dating the person that's going to represent their views because they're going to give you this, this classic version of them and the most attractive version of them that they possibly can give. You're not dating that real person. You don't get to know that real person until three, four, five, six, seven dates in. I, I got the most super condescending text on the train home from him something along the lines of um i I, like i feel like i need to meet someone who's willing to take dating a bit more seriously do you know it's so frustrating for me the the trouble is i i i'm obviously dating and i'm i'm not dating just to fuck around and have fun and as much as I, I like to say this because I'm, I'm myself. I'm not a fuckboy. I'm not somebody who's just go out, going out to, to do that. I'm looking for a relationship. I mean, but so I, am I. I just don't want one with him. And that's... Is, I, don't, I don't have quite as much time as many other people. When I'm dating, it's because I'm, I'm trying to fit it into the weeks when I've not got my kids. I have my kids 50% of the time. And so I try and make that most of that week when I've not got them. Trouble is, if I see someone on a Wednesday or a Thursday night... I then pick up my kids on a Friday night. I can't go out on another date for another week. There was one person I was dating when I was chatting to them. And then I was free for one week. So we went on a first date. And then I wasn't free the next week. And then the week after she was off in Belgium. Then I wasn't free for another week. So we didn't get a second date for about four weeks. I mean, I'd love to know where these guys' kids are four nights a week. Like every week. Like I can't always be with the mum. But it just... It's like so not sexy, like to to put those expectations out there like a job interview. And I had to say to him, I have worked for 20 years to get the job that I have now. You have known me for 45 minutes. How fucking dare you Mm. tell me that dating you should be of paramount importance over my job, my career, my income, being able to pay my bills. Which means to drop drop it all and move in with you. See, I I think you're even giving him too much credit. Why should he get the ability to do that over your job, but also about your interests? Why should he be saying, I, I, I like to fill my time. So I have a week free. I want to make sure that week isn't filled with me just sitting on a sofa, eating matchmakers and deciding, you know what, the life is bad. So I try and fill it with stuff. I try and fill it with uh, trips to gigs, with friends, to cinema trips, to theatre, to drinks, to food. Every week I try and fill, and you can't fill that, on the same day that you want to do it. You have to feel that a week, two weeks, three weeks, four weeks in advance. But, but then this is where I then like did the complete 180 and felt like a bit of a fraud because I was like, there was me up on my feminist high horse. You know, I've got my job. And then I go and meet a guy that I like literally two weeks later and I would have dropped everything for him. So that's what I mean when I say like, I give a lot of men a lot of shit on this podcast. But when it's the right one, like we said, the dad dancing, the shit dress sense, wanting to see me every day. When you like them enough, you will find the time so we keep looping away from the email. So my point is to this guy, like you said, we've all got the same amount of hours in the day. If she can't see you for 25 days, and I asked you to get in touch with him, did he ever get the date? Yeah, he not he did get in touch with me. And sadly, he didn't actually get the second date. He said he landed back at Heathrow the morning of the 14th and was looking forward to seeing her, but she just ghosted him. Her WhatsApp oh, what, photo, what a her, surprise. Her WhatsApp photos disappeared, so I guess that's my number deleted. Blockity block. And like I said, it's probably a sign. I mean, annoyingly, he did say uh, he zero dating for me now over Christmas. In Scotland, was he? He did say if I need a laugh, I'll just watch a Spurs game. So you know, the oh. guy's now dead to me. Well, yeah, he deserved it. I mean, look, the signs were on the wall. Like, if someone's following you off for twenty-five days, like I said to you, Mister Peter Pan, it was like, what are you doing for breakfast? Do you want to meet me for lunch? Walk, walk me to my next meeting. Do you want to do this? But it's sometimes not a fob off. Like I said, I, I was recently chatting with someone. We went on a, a date, a fantastic date. We went to London Zoo. 
and spent the whole day kind of wandering around and seeing each other and, and really, really liked it. But because I have filled my life with stuff, there's stuff that I've booked in, there's tickets that I've got, there's kids that I've got to see, and, and all this, my life was so filled with work as a new job and all these sort of things. It meant that because my personal life was filled for a week, I had my kids for a week, personal life was filled for the next week, kids for another week, then I wouldn't see her until the next week. That's 7, 14, 21, that's 22, 23 days before seeing her again. That's easy to do. But if we'd have managed to make it happen, if we'd have said, like, okay, I'm not going to see you for another 20 odd days, but I'm not going to book anything else. So now I hadn't booked anything else because I did kind of want to see her again, but I hadn't booked anything else. Now I'm not seeing her again. I've got nothing to do. I think if that's the, if you're genuinely busy and you've got kids and you've got them for a week on, so that's seven days out for a start, yeah. then maybe you've got a holiday or a work trip. Fair enough, right? Life happens. But if you can maintain that energy over those two or three weeks to the level that someone knows that you're interested, then I think you can get away with it. I think like the three weeks will drag for the person who's not busy because obviously they want to see you. They're excited about seeing you. But if you go quiet over those three weeks, you know what's up. You know what's going on. You've answered your own questions. It's it's about going quiet and also about saying uh, and setting out your intentions. the, The fact that this guy sent the email... He knew something wasn't right. He wasn't getting the good vibes. He was like, she's busy for 25 days. Like you said last week, when, when the energy's off, you ju- you feel it in your gut. You just know that something's not right. If, yeah. if I went three weeks without seeing someone, but he was my first and last text every morning, he was sending me voice notes throughout the day. Yeah, I'd miss him. I'd want to see him. But I would be comfortable and confident in the fact that when we eventually meet, it would all be good. And it's about whether you're willing to put them into your life. So uh, two years ago, I, I dated someone and I, I was really liked her. We dated for sort of four or five months. And at first, I knew she was super busy. She was really fit. She used to do lots of running clubs and various commitments and volunteering. And it was amazing. It was, I was really... That's one of the things that kind of attracted me to her. And I knew that I was going to fit into that. And then a month into it, okay, she's still doing those things. That's no problem. Two months into it, still doing those things. And she knew that my time was limited to half the available time. So those weeks when I didn't have my kids, I wanted to make the most of them and see her more. Three months into it, not only was she still maintaining everything that she was doing, she was adding extra things in. She was adding extra classes, extra boxing classes or spin classes or various different commitments. None of which she thought to involve me or... uh, get me involved in so the time to see her was less and less and less and the time when she was doing other things was more and more and more and it reaches a point where you're sitting there thinking you're not making time for me yeah i'm i'm literally putting myself out there she didn't come to visit me she never i think she visited my house twice in five months and i used to see her go around to her house when i didn't have my kids two or three times a week so i knew i was doing everything i could to make time for her I wasn't booking extra stuff in, but she wasn't making that time for me. And it was when I realised that, I realised, you know what, she's not my girl. And I I think that's what I I meant. Like, if during that time apart you can keep that spark there, and I don't care whether it's like a phone call or I can tag them in a meme, saw this and thought of you, whatever it is, you've got to keep the impetus, you've got to keep the energy going so that if you are genuinely both excited and you 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 do have intentions to see each other in two or three weeks you've just you've just got to keep it ticking over if you go silent and the next thing you know they've quite blatantly blocked you on whatsapp i mean i could have told you how that email was going to go before you even told me that he'd email back because the fact that he sent that in after the first date which was you said it was around like october the 20th yeah 22nd yeah. and he already emailed us that in a couple of days after that he knew the answer to his own question. He knew where this was going. Mm-hmm. It wasn't... Because otherwise it'd be like, oh yeah, I'm seeing a girl and she's busy for three weeks. If you're writing into a dating podcast going, I've got a funny feeling about this, you've answered your own question. Trust your gut. Yeah. If you if they're not making time for you and you're not... Or you're not feeling, I want to prioritise them, then you are prioritising them, but you're prioritising them below other things. Yeah, agreed. Do you know where I think it's time to go? Where do you want to go now? We're not going to have a little trip down the DM slide. Here we go. 
Yeah, let's, let's get into those DMs. This week I've got a few. Thanks so much for everyone for, for sharing their DM slides with us. I'm going to read some of these out. Please do keep telling us. Keep sharing them. We, we, we're not going to out the people that are sliding you unless you say, I will. <laughs> I want this person outed. So please do tell us. So this person, uh, Harriet, said, did send us. I love Harriet. She's amazing. And she said, Hello, how are you? May I say you are beautiful? Strong start. I'm happy so far. I mean, the first was on the 24th of the of August. Second one was on the, the 4th of September. And then the 5th of November. I'm sure your breasts are beautiful. Oh. Yeah, I mean, I, where does that come from? That is that is not an acceptable escalation. Uh, hello, hello, how are you? I'm really happy to make ample knowledge with you. Oh, okay. Damn, you're beautiful. I know it's crazy to tell a random stranger this, but I just had to say it though. I want to be friends with you. Why? I'm just, I'm just picturing many... people saying this in real life, like meeting someone in a bar, like what we said the other week about, would you do this in a bar face to face? Like, hello, I want to be friends with you. There was one Miss Submissive that actually got someone that asked her to be in a porn film. Hang on, what's her name on Twitter? Miss Submissive. Okay. I asked if she uh, said yes. She said, well, the plot was a little lacking. I put it on the maybe pile. Yeah, I mean, I'm going to need to see the script first before I pass judgment. <laughs> Redhead or Dead actually sent one in, which was uh, she interacted briefly with him twice on a t- twice, two times on a tweet. First uh, DM was, sorry, I may be reading too deep into this. But would you be up for doing something soon, maybe in the new year? Sorry, I broke the rule. I'll go stand in the corner. She'd made a rule about don't DM me if I haven't interacted with you. Hey, sorry if this is a forward and sorry for breaking the rule. He knows he's broken the rule. Feel free to block or whatever. But I think I may be looking too much into this, but last risk of the year would be you willing to do something next year if I don't bore the living daylights out of you. I'm fucking bored. You've broken the rule. Hey, sorry for breaking the rule again, but I may be mistaking kindness over the internet for something else. She's interacted with him two times, for God's sake. She's got a rule that says no DMs from guys I've never spoken to. It's a good rule. She sent two in. The second guy said, uh, then how the hell do you expect to meet anyone new? How stupid are you? Duh. Hang on, what what platform is this on? This is on Twitter. How do you expect to meet someone? Is is this a Twitter now a dating profile? No DMs from guys I've never spoken to. So if she'd had long, long chats with someone. No, no, I mean his one. He said, how do you ever expect to meet someone? It's ridiculous. And I am not interested in dating an idiot Period. You can delete me from the list of guys. List of guys you think you have a chance with. Do you understand? (laughs) Every other guy or girl on the planet. Is that clear enough? Yeah. The man was obsessed. He absolutely thought that he was entitled to something there. Wow. One of the final ones I want to say is actually from some guy called HK, who was after someone selling their running socks. I had someone once um, DM me on eBay, I was selling a dress, and they slid into my eBay DMs asking if I also had any knickers. So he said, it's not a problem if they're worn. (laughs) And then he sent me his address. No, he sent me his email address. I went into Deep Store to try and find out who he was. Turns out he was a vicar. Pippa Redfox just had someone email her to say, I want to come on your hair. This is from a Twitter user that she's barely even spoken to. On your hair? On your hair. It does make it very shiny. People, up your sliding game. I mean, but continue. Slide into our DMs with your DM slides because I'm obsessed. I want to find the most brilliant, funny, and it doesn't have to be bad. I want to find a funny, good DM slide. Do you think there is such a thing? Yes, there There's is. There's got to be one out there somewhere. When I actually mentioned about um, sliding into people's DMs, I actually had someone message me, uh, <laughs> uh, Lucy Goes Dating, who is brilliant. If you haven't read Lucy's blog, you are missing out in the world of dating. She's one of the best dating writers out there. And I slid into her DMs and she reminded me. I when, saw this on Twitter. When I say slid, it was she'd mentioned something about thinking about giving up. And I just wanted to let her know... Don't give up. It's all good. And I did so in a way that I thought was a bit positive. So there are good ways and happy ways of getting in touch with someone and getting to know them without being a dick. Yeah. But keep being dicks because this content is giving me life. Please do slide into our DMs. You can slide into my DMs. My DMs are a dating dad. I'm open to any comments you've got and as many pictures of boobs as you can share. I would not like any dick pics. I've seen too many. 
but you can get me at uh, Swiped Out Girl on Twitter and Instagram, and the email address is Swiped Out Girl at SwipedOutClub.com. Uh, anything you send in, we'll read out on a future show, so please do give us the content. And keep tagging us in things. I want to see like evidence of these DMs. I want to see you out and about listening to us. Tag us on your Instagram stories. And keep tweeting us, guys, and keep leaving those reviews on iTunes. I'm obsessed with reading them. We need all the words. And I think that's probably all the words we need to say this week. I'm happy. I think we've done a good job. Put the world to rights again. Well, if we haven't, then it's the world's fault, not ours. And keep sending in your topics. And uh, we'll speak to you soon. Have a good week. See you next week, sliders. Bye.